Welcome back to the Lost Joystick Network, episode 34. I am your host, Mike, joined, as always, in studio by my co-host, Jay. Jay, say hello. Hello. How you doing, buddy? Good. I got to adjust my mic again. I, I do this every episode. I swear to God. I asked I, you five times if you were ready. I know, and I didn't tell you five times I was ready. I know, you didn't say anything. And I then you're like, it. if you're not going to start the show, then I will. And you just did it anyways. <laughs> That's right. All right, my mic's good. Good, perfect. So, anyway, how was your week? <laughs> how was my week? Yeah. Good. It was actually kind of busy. Yeah? Yeah, just a lot of stuff at work. Yeah, it sounds stupid. Then uh, Carl had her last cheer competition game thing, whatever. Carl? Yeah, my kid. That's the the kid? Hey, yeah. McKenna. Yeah. Carl. Oh, okay, Carl. Yeah. You know, crazy Carl. Hey, Carl. <laughs> Good to see you. How are you? <laughs> anyway. I stole this shirt from crazy Carl. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I've been busy. You know, no one wants to hear about my job stuff, but. No, no, but there. go ahead and talk. I don't want to talk about the job stuff. Okay, that's fine. Other than that, let's see. What have I played? I played the game for this show. I have too. One of the things I didn't mention on the last show was I started, you know, I, I mentioned that I was doing Xbox 360 collecting. I was just picking up like some of the yeah. like good games and stuff I didn't have surprisingly or whatever it was. So I decided I was going to start playing Fallout 3 again because I started playing that game on the PC a few years ago, but I was playing it on like Windows 10 or whatever. And it does not like Windows 10 at all. So you get to the specific part of the game and it doesn't really, it crashes a lot. Even Steam. I don't know if they fixed it recently or not. So I'm like, ah, you know, I grabbed it for Xbox 360 and let me play it on there. I really like that game, but I hate playing those kinds of games on consoles. I hate it. I, I try to play it and I'm just like, this experience is so much better when you're using a keyboard and mouse like a giant nerd, right? It just is. So I, I started playing that and I got a some part of the way into the game, you know, quite a little bit of the way, not very far. And now I'm just like, I want to play on the PC instead. You're a dork. I know. I know. So yeah. other than that, what else have I been playing? I don't know. You don't know? I'll have to think about it. <laughs> if I come up with anything else, I'll let you know. But as of right now, that's all I've been playing. Oh, okay. I've been playing uh, Last of Us still. Yeah? Yeah. I still haven't gotten too far. I've been playing but it here and there. You have made progress. Yes, I have. Tell me where you're at now. I am. And I don't know if they officially say it, but I'm in like, I'm in Pittsburgh, I think. I don't want to give any yeah. spoilers. I'm no, no, sure it's okay. I think I'm the last person yeah. on earth to play this game. So. Johnny, Johnny, we've influenced Jay. Johnny's in the chat here, by the way. He's stuck in Pittsburgh. You got to get going with this. I'm not stuck there. I'm good. Yeah, I'm moving I along. I just haven't, I haven't played. I shut it off. I'm going to play this weekend some more. Yeah. I just I've been working like crazy hours this week just because we had a lot of we had yeah. our quarterly meetings coming up and all that. So we I was working some crazy hours this week, so I didn't really play anything. I got home and kind of vegged until I was over at your place. Played Ultimate Mortal Kombat three over there. Did beat it twice. Beat it twice. Yeah. Then you and I fought each other. That went pretty well for me. Yeah, it didn't go very well for me. But <laughs> no, no. I win one match out of You won the one where I was like, I won one match or one round out of what, ten matches, twelve matches? Uh you won a couple of rounds. Did I? Yeah, I think so. You you didn't win. Uh, you I don't think I you ever won a match. I remember the whole smoke. 
the whole smoke fiasco where neither one of us could figure out who was who and we just oh kept, yes we were we playing just kept mashing the buttons at that point and the first one that dropped it was you luckily yeah we both we both were robot smoke and we we're like i don't know who's who anymore just fucking whatever yeah <laughs> like we we're both trying to do the same moves and we were like we were, both of us were teleport punching each other somehow i don't we were know eddie gordoing the shit out of the game just yes move the joystick and slap <laughs> out the controls so it'll do something i did play something else but i'm gonna save that for the collecting update okay so are we ready for that I don't know, are we? You tell me, man. Anything else you want to Mine's going to be quick and easy. So yeah. I did pick up, well, I just pick up. So no, I just I picked up a few other things, but it's not video game related, but that's fine. Go ahead. That's right, folks. It's time for the collecting update. I just wanted one more. Give me all you got. Thank you. That one? Yes, thank you. Gotcha. Thanks. Jay, what have you been buying? You buy anything recently? No, I actually haven't. You suck! Yeah, I know. I remember we were at Kyle's over at Retro Replay the other night. I remember. I, I was like, I can't get anything else. I got to wait. I, I just, I got to stick with Last of Us right now. Last of Us is my focus. I did the same shit with Metroid. That's fine. It's good. It took it's me a six good months fo- to be dread, and it's going to take me six months to be. Don't let it take that long. Play it the won't. game. Get good at it. It's fun. It's a great game. I love the story. Okay. What did I buy? Yeah. What did you buy? I didn't buy that much. Uh, you got something. I got a couple things. So you and I. Went out to see a buddy of yours who had an NES. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I went inside friend Adam, and I picked up an NES lot from him. He had, like, probably, what, 10 or 11 games in the in the console, a couple of guns, a, an Advantage controller. Metroid, Punch-Out was in there. Oh, no, Contra. Contra was in there. Metroid's in there. Cold Karnov was in there. Oh, yeah. Mario Brothers something, two or three. I can't remember. It was, like, a good little lot, and I got a decent little deal on it. It's really just stuff I'm going to wind up putting in the, you know, in the collection to sell, you know, like, for the vending stuff. Um, I wish that I would have been able to make it out to Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Everybody was there, and uh, sounds like Clearvis was there, and Greenshell was there, and every everybody. Uh, you know, I really wish I could have made it. Obviously, Amy's aunt's memorial was this weekend. We had family in town, so I had spent a lot of my time in the basement hiding from them. But that's, this is more about collecting, honestly. So let's see. I didn't buy much. I bought this stuff from, from Adam. I bought a few records. I bought the remaster of Alice in Chains Dirt. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? Soulshine? I forget who yeah. it is. Uh, Anderson uh, Pack and... Um, Anderson Pack and... Uh, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars and Thundercat and Bootsy Collins and all that. So uh, I, I'm excited to listen to that. Yeah, I bought one other... Th- well, I should say Robbie makes a good point. I am buying uh, some stuff off of Robbie. So I haven't gotten it yet, but CIB 1943 Ooh. for the NES. I didn't have that. It's purple Capcom box. And then G Darius for PlayStation 1. And then Parodius the pal copy of parodius for uh, the nes nice which i don't think is the same game robbie tell me is the parodius for the nes in pal territory a shooter i don't even know what that game is he just mentioned that he thought i wanted it and i was like yeah why not fuck it it's, it's parodius yeah oh and i'm also giving so there's one unlicensed game that i want for the nes that i've i've always kind of I had a long time i got rid of i wish i never got rid of it and i never can find a copy of it but ribby's friend is selling me Master Chew and the Drunkard Hue for the NES. So, yeah, I always liked that one. Nice. So, anyway, but, yeah, I did get one other thing. 
I got another arcade cabinet. No. I did. I got Konami's 1985 Russian Attack. And... And that's R-U-S-H. Apostrophe N. Yeah, these guys are in a hurry to stab people. And there's like the Kremlin is on it and stuff. Like, uh, it's really weird. But yeah, so I got a Russian Attack arcade cabinet from a guy who lives like five minutes from where we are right now, right downtown. And uh, it has one of the most amazing custom paint jobs I've ever seen in my life. It was originally in uh, a William Stargate, which was the sequel to Defender, Defender, right? And you can tell because it has the sides, right? So I went and looked it up. I was like, oh, which, which cabinet is this? But the person that had it, and this has been this way, I would assume it has been this way since probably 1985 because this thing had all kinds of paperwork in it still from 85 and the original book and all, all this stuff. But the sides of it were painted like this brownish taupe color and then they made like custom camouflage and then put the conversion art, the big Russian attack logo over it. It has the right control panel with like the barbed wire and all stuff, but they had painted the cabinet other than the front of it, which is black. Those two sides... And the inside of the sides as well for that Stargate cabinet, which kind of go next to the monitor. They have this like faux camouflage looking pattern. It's pretty amazing. And they put some red camouflage on the uh, control board. No, that is that's part. That's the original. That's that's the original CPO. That's what I just said, by the way. Thanks for listening, though. No, it felt like it was painted on. Yeah, it's not. Oh. It's because of all the cigarette burns. <laughs> Man, that thing, <laughs> I don't know where that thing was, but whoever used to play it used to smoke a lot. It doesn't smell like smoke anymore, probably because of whatever house it came from now, but it had so many cigarette burns by the buttons where you could people see like keep their hands with the cigarette while they're playing and it would just like melt. That you realize that's probably the epitome of America. Oh, yeah. There's some guy smoking a lot of cigarettes, taking out them Russians. I can't let these communists win. Probably drinking a PBR. <laughs> but yeah, the paint job is pretty cool. I will post it up as a story on the Instagram. But other than that, I didn't really get a lot. You know, the the game is in great shape. It's It's got a little bit here and there. But the great thing about those old Williams cabinets is that they are not made out of press board or like um, any of that. They're made out of actual like plywood. Yeah. So they're, they don't like fall apart when they get wet. They don't like just like crumble away. Yeah. So the bottom of it had gotten a little bit of wet. You know, like maybe somebody used to mop around it back in there or something, but it wasn't bad. It was all fine. So, yeah. but yeah, just spray with Lysol. It'll be fine, says Tiger Wolf. Yeah, it's, that's probably true. Works but, for you. but anyway, so besides that, I don't really think I bought much. Like I, I don't know. I'm going on vacation in a few weeks, so I got to figure out the schedule for that. We'll oh, be yeah. here for the second, but I'll be out of out of the country the eighth through the something or sixth or the ninth or something. I don't know. I'm going to Mexico. I guess that'll be the John Robbie and you Jay boys show. like Mexico. <laughs> Anything else before we move into the show topic for the day? No. Jay, why don't you tell the people listening what are we going to talk about today okay today's show is splatterhouse for the turbo graphic 16 <laughs> that sounds nice that could be good it's a halloween episode that sounds We're a little good. early but it's a halloween episode no that, no no splatterhouse sounds like it could be like a nice place it, it, it's nice it's it's quite the mansion let me tell you really yeah well why don't you tell us about the release of this game? And, and also, what platform are we talking about here? Oh, primarily, we're gonna t- we are going to talk about a, a number of platforms it was on, but primarily TurboGrafx-16. Yeah. yeah. Um, How about, we, what was it again? The what? The, the, wow, I did. I fucked that one up. <laughs> Why don't you say that one again? How about we say the TurboGrafx-16? So it was released, the arcade version, of course, was the original release. Yeah. And it released in Japan in November of 1988. 
Yeah. A long time the ago. The arcade. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think a lot of people know that this game was an actual arcade game before, before getting ported to home consoles. I didn't until we started digging into this. I actually thought it was just, I thought it was a, a pilot game for TurboGrafx. I really did. I will say this. I played this at Galloping Ghost. Really? Yeah. You might have to go there. I think we need to go. Yeah, I'm in. All right, let's go. Do you know anybody in Chicago? No. Yeah. Nobody cool. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, ouch. So this game came out in Japan and North America on the arcade. And then what? I didn't even go over North America. You're killing me, Smalls. North America in February of 1989. Let that sink in. Okay, go go ahead. So they came out on the PC Engine, TurboGrafx-16. Of course, PC Engine is Japan. TurboGrafx-16 is North America. You mean the slow graphics aid, according to Tiger Wolf Games. (laughs) Got him. Okay. (laughs) Uh, It came out in Japan on the PC Engine uh, April 3rd of 1990. So about two years later, a year and a half later. And then uh, North America came out in August of 1990. I don't know the exact day on that. They didn't give us that one. No, you really get that. I'm going to go with the 5th of August. Why don't we say it's because of the no effects record over there. We say August 8th. Okay, August 8th works for me. <laughs> it came out on August 8th, everybody. Yeah. Start telling people that. And in 50 years, they'll start saying that because it's like using the term Midwest. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really, it's not really valid anymore, but that's what people call it. So we'll say August 8th. I'm going to go edit Wikipedia and put it there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Let's put it up there. Why not? Nice. All right. You, uh, you want to do the gameplay and story for me? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the gameplay and story of Splatterhouse. Hey, why are you getting that? I'm going to get something to drink. Okay. All right. Gameplay and story of Splatterhouse is as follows. <laughs> the place was called West Mansion, but to all who knew its legend, it was known as Splatterhouse. It was once the home of the famed parapsychologist, Dr. West. There was a research lab in the house where Dr. West conducted some of his most gruesome experiments. It was even said that it was in this house that he created the most hideous creatures that ever walked the face of the earth. But no one knew for sure. Dr. West had not been seen or heard from in years, and no one who had ever gone into the mansion has lived to tell the tale. Rick and his girlfriend Jennifer were parapsychology majors at the local university. They were both very interested in the works of Dr. West, as he was the most famed parapsychologist in the world. One day, they decided to visit the abandoned West Mansion as part of the project they were working on in school. As they walked towards the house, it started to rain. They entered. All went dark. Lightning cracked through the sky. There was a frantic scuffle, then a scream, and suddenly Jennifer was gone. Rick's unconscious body was covered with blood. Hours later, Rick awoke to a fantastic horror. He was alone and drenched with blood. But the most terrifying thing of all was that a hideous mask covered his face. He had read tales of this, quote, terror mask in Dr. West's writing. It was said to have ancient spiritual powers. And his only hope, Rick must... De- oh, so let me read it again. As his only hope, Rick must depend on this mask to give him the strength and courage to find Jennifer. Now... Rick's fight has begun. Wow, there's a lot to unpack there. So, Man, Rick, this Rick guy's got problems. <laughs> I mean, thinking 
That was a bad move walking in that house. Let me put this back up. Don't mind us. Okay. All right. So, yeah, this is a side-scrolling beat-em-up, right? With a little bit of platforming elements, this game. But you play as Rick Taylor. <laughs> former Was that Rip or Rick? <laughs> Just jumps out and throws confetti at everybody. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. But, but Rip Taylor in this game would probably be pretty good. Anyway, you play as Rick Taylor, former college parapsychology major turned insatiable undead murdering machine. He's really a murdering machine, though. He's not killing he, people. It's not like he's out on the... He's killing zombies. You are... But he's not. He's killing things that are alive. Some of them are alive and some of them are dead. Like those worm things with the face? Those are alive? Those aren't undead ghouls? They should be dead. I agree. Okay. What about the chair? Yeah, fuck that chair. Chair's alive. You murdered the chair. Chair murder. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, yeah. Side-scrolling beat him up. You start with three Ricks, as they Would say. Would that be man. Rick James, Rick Astley, and Rick Springfield? <laughs> I don't know. You said three Ricks. So I was just thinking. Is Jennifer Jesse's girl? I'm not sure what's happening here. <laughs> like, might be. Could have been. That might have been. That might have been the problem. Maybe that's what Doctor West is. Jesse. Maybe he's Doctor Jesse West. <laughs> he's pissed <laughs> off. So I can't believe Rick stole her from me. He wrote a song about it. <laughs> Should have seen this coming, he says. Anyway. If I would have saw this on the liner notes. Dr. Jesse West. I'd like to thank Dr. Jesse West, major parapsychologist. <laughs> oh, my God. For his, for his girlfriend. Gotcha, bitch. Anyway. So, anyway, you start That's with... That's where one of the Rick's fallen. Rick Ashley or Rick Rowland. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Jesse West. Dr. Jesse West. Well, that's lore. That's LG and lore now. Jesse's <laughs> You brought it Lord. up. You brought it up. You start with three ricks, each of which have five hearts. So that's the damage. Like, that's your life meter. Yeah. The hearts look like real human hearts, by the way. They do. Okay. You also get extra... We get points in this game for defeating enemies, and you get extra ricks at 30 and 70,000 points. Who would the extra ricks be? I don't know. Rick Rubin. <laughs> Ricky Rocket. Ricky Rocket. <laughs> Ricky Rich. <laughs> That's Richie Rich. I know. I just I wanted to make it seem like it was. Let's come up with a list uh, of famous. Let's Ricks. let's let's not. No, let's really not. Rick Ross. <laughs> oh, don't okay. Rick Moranis. <laughs> hey, I like Rick Moranis. Good guy. Moving on. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this game has seven levels, right? Essentially, there are acts, if you will, right within them. So as you traverse through these levels, and the levels are as follows, I should say. You've got the underground dungeon, the sewage canal. That sounds nice. That could be mm, good, right? The that, that was what we talked about at the beginning of the show. Yeah. The, for, the forest ambush. <laughs> <laughs> the forest ambush. Okay. The Forbidden Room. Man, there's a lot of weird stuff. The, the Rendezvous, the Womb, and the Finale. Man, what a weird set of names. But anyway, this game is like just dripping with like macabre ambiance, right? There's like fleshy bullshit in the corners of these rooms and all Most stuff. Most of these levels are fleshy bullshit. Yeah. Oh, but, sorry. Go ahead. But anyway... So you play as Rick. We talked about that, right? What does is, what is Rick look like to you? If you had to say Rick is what? Rick is what? 
he looks kind of like a culmination of horror movie characters. So like Jason, Mike Myers with no sleeves. I would say it's kind of a mashup of those two guys. I think you've got Mike Myers in that work suit or the jumpsuit he has on. Yeah. And then you've got this mask, which people say is, you know, looks like a Jason mask, but it's actually an Aztec death mask, right? And it's like, he looks like Jason. Like, that's the first thing I thought of. You look at the cover, you play the game, you're like, oh, yeah, Jason mask. And in some of the ports, he does, because his mask is white. Correct. But one of the things that they did was they said, we got to change the color of the mask for the United States because we don't want to get sued. I think that's the only port that does not have a white mask, right? Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? The rest of them are all, it's purple in the U.S., but everybody yeah. else's is, is white. So anyway, as Rick, how would you attack these uh, ghouls? How would you murder them? Yes, if you were an insatiable murdering machine. <laughs> let's say you have on an Aztec death mask. And mask. Yeah, I'm, I'm murdering, some, murdering some people or, anim, or whatever monsters it is. or whatever it is. It could be any type of living or undead uh, you know, I'd punch beam. their heads off with my fist. Pow! Yep. So that's Man. what he does. If he doesn't have a weapon, he punches. That's an intense punch, by the way. It is. He's like, Pah! he so steps into it. That's what that mask does to you. It gives you some, gives you some juice. Uh, apparently, it gives you a little juice. You got the juice it's like now, the Rick. Roids. <laughs> Rick Taylor. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> oh, it's so Rick if you James. let's say you, let's say you have a weapon, right? What weapons can you get in this game? So I got two by four, of course. Of course. Why of course. is that? Of course. Because that should be the default weapon. Was he game. hacksaw Jim Duggan? He might be. <laughs> under that mask, is, it's hard to that, say. Yeah, you never know. Rick may be a Jim. What other weapons can he get? <laughs> we got the meat, the gold meat cleaver. Well, there's a regular meat cleaver, and there's a gold oh, yes, meat there cleaver. Is. So you got the regular meat cleaver. You got the gold right. meat cleaver. You got a wrench, which the wrench is kind of useless. You pick it up and you throw it. The and monkey, that's yeah, it. It's gone. The, the, the rock and the wrench are both weapons that you just pick up and throw once, and then you don't get it anymore. Yes. Like, the oh, rock's cool. at least nice on the level it's on. Yes, you can use it. Because you got the vomiting. Yeah, and they vomit at you, and you yeah. throw it at them. Yeah. So. Um, you also get a shotgun. Or you have a sh an option for a shotgun throughout the game. Correct. And you get spears. Spears are about as useful as the wrench. You throw them once and they're done. Yeah, yeah. And then let's say, what can you, can, like when you attack, when you're like down, like say you want to crouch and attack somebody, what would happen? Oh, you can kick. But that's it. You don't get to use your weapon crouching, right? No. Yeah. You just got that kick. I think that's, in, it's kind of always disorienting to me, to me, disorienting to me because I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, use this two by four while I'm crouched. And then he kicks out. I'm like, oh, wait, oops. Like I forgot, I always forget you kick only. But the nice when you crouch. The nice part with the with that though is if you have the shotgun, you only get so many shots with it. You can duck and you can kick, and you're not wasting your shots. Well, Valdor makes a good point. If you can dodge, dodge the rock, you can dodge a wrench. You mean like Dwayne Johnson? I've been dodging him my whole life. You've been dodging Dwayne Johnson? Don't tell him I said that. No. Oh, okay. Okay, and there is like a kind of like a hidden move in this game, right? What is that? that the this is like the op move of the game it's like a slide kick yeah so if you if you jump in the air and press down and like the attack button while you're in the air you'll do this thing where you kind of slide across the bottom of the the uh, ground and you'll just take out everything can you do it no i couldn't either i, could, I only played it a couple of times but no i, I absolutely cannot <laughs> and the unfortunate part is each of these levels have different areas so like when you first like you're walking down this, whatever it is, the underground dungeon in the beginning, right? You literally wake up, right? You This mask, like, gets stuck to your face, and you, like, wake up, and you're like, 
the hell? And then you're just cut. You're surrounded by all these like undead assholes and fucking weird ass monsters. So you're just like, oh, let me grab this two by four and start chopping people up because if I don't, I'm gonna get chopped up myself. That's not called murder. That's called self defense. But he's not in his own home. He's in the West Mansion. He went in there. Hey, man, I'm just saying. You go into somebody's house. Lock your doors. I don't want to tell you. Hide your kids. But anyway, yeah, so my my point I was getting to is in each of those areas of the level, you don't get to keep your weapon. So if you go, like, up a set of stairs into the next area, weapon goes, sorry, you don't get to keep it, which I think sucks. You think wearing those overalls, you have a pocket or something, a belt you could stick it in? I'm going to tell you, I've seen someone like Link and what he wears, and I'm like, how are you holding that many plates of food and that many potions and shit? But Rick can't even carry a two-by-four up a set of stairs. It's a wrench, man. You have the exact outfit on that's supposed to be able to just carry a wrench without your hands. Like, you can put it in a pocket. But you yeah, can't take, God forbid, that. you can't take a wrench up the steps. But Link has the makings for a five-course dinner. And is, is More than that. Ten five-course dinners if you want. And he's running around climbing mountains. In six different sets <laughs> of armor. Even, can't even walk up a set he's of stairs. He's got 37 swords. Is this a game about Michigan? I don't, I don't think it is. <laughs> Anyway, there's also a hard mode for the game. If you hold down the select button at the title screen, the word hard will appear. And if you choose it, it'll it'll be a more difficult version of the game. And what came out of this? Anything good come out of this game? I don't know if I'd say good. There were two sequels. I think the the Genesis games are good. Yeah, there's two sequels on the Genesis. Um, Genesis, yes. Splatterhouse 2 and 3 on the Genesis. Yeah. Developed by the same people who developed the next game we're going to talk about, which is... Uh, You want me to say it? Yeah. Splatterhouse Wampuku Graffiti on the Famicom, which actually came out prior to Splatterhouse. It was a kind of like, um, essentially what happened is the Japanese arcade game came out and then I think it was Now Play It or somebody like that did a port of it, but they made like this little fun chibi version of the game. So it's like this cute, almost imagine like Mighty Final Fight on the NES, but for the Famicom of Splatterhouse. So it's like this like cute game, but it never made it over here. I don't know if it was because of the overtones of the game because this game obviously did not get released on nintendo in the late 80s early 90s it was never going to make it or whatever what it was and then after that there was a copy there was a game (laughs) there was a a remake a reboot remake of the original in in 2010 for the ps3 and xbox 360 which has not been very well received have you played this one or no i've never played either one of them and every time i look at it it's like a 50 or 60 dollar game and i'm like i don't want to buy that no I don't, I'm not interested in I'd be interested to play it, but I don't know, not 50 or 60, if it was like a $10 game. I have played and am interested in buying a copy of Splatterhouse Wampuku Graffiti, which it looks cool. It, it's kind of fun. Um, I tried to buy one on eBay and the, the seller was weird. I was like, you know what? Never mind. I don't, I, I'm good. But I do, I would like to get a copy of that one at some point. And that was actually, that actually came out. My point of bringing all this up was that Famicom port came out before this. It came out in 1989. Oh, yeah. So then, and then, so this is like the first port of this game in North America, but it wasn't really the first, I guess, true port of this game in in Japan. So, yeah. So, why don't we talk a little bit about the background and development of this game? So, Jay, who was the director of this game? Shigeru Yokoyama. That's correct. Oh, God. Ding. I'll be goddamned. So, yeah, Shigeru Yokoyama was the director of this game. He's also a creative director of the game as well. And it was interesting because it was like one of the first projects he kind of worked on like in that role at namco which is the who i should say who wrote this game i didn't really put that in there but this was originally developed and published by namco in in japan (laughs) probably should have mentioned that yeah nec slash turbo put it out here in the u.s i think it was nec but 
but ultimately yes it was it was it was uh produced and it was programmed and published by namco right so shigeru yokoyama was creative director he was also the designer for galga so he had he worked in a design role for galga and uh he worked on a number of very popular series he worked on the klonoa series the ridge racer games tales of destiny and even so much as recently super smash brothers and super smash brothers ultimate well yeah pretty interesting stuff i thought it's an impressive list so why don't you tell me the producer of the game you can do it i have faith in you i hate you the producer is kazumi mizuno that's very good thank you (laughs) so there's a game that he was a project coordinator on. Did you see that? Oh, no. Yeah. Another That's Namco game, eh? One of, one of my, uh, probably my top 10. Yep. It's uh, Tekken 2. Yep. He was a project coordinator in Tekken 2, and he was also involved in the Ridge Rage series as a supervisor. And he got what they said, they called it special thanks for Splatterhouse Wampuku Graffiti and also for Tekken. The OG. The original Tekken. Yep, the original Tekken. So, Yeah. That's just a little bit about the development and background of this game. I will say that from a from a um, regional differences, the really the keys are the color of the mask, right, and then also the religious imagery. Like one of the one of the enemies you fight. In fact, it's on the screen right now. Look to your right there, stage oh, yeah. left, is an upside down cross covered by like zombie heads, and he has to like chop it up. But that cross has changed into another head or something, I think, in the U.S. version. In the yeah, in the turbo version, it's a uh, it's another head. It's like a blue like devil head. Yeah, it's something kind it's of something weird. like yeah. that. But so, why don't you tell me a little bit about the reception of this game? I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay, you're going to ask me some questions. Yep. Okay. Jay, where did this game land on the Polygon's top 500 games of all time? It was not ranked. And the Game Informer top 100 games of all time? That one's a big zero too. Not what a, ranked. What about the two top 200 games of all time? We're going to go with another goose egg. Oh, for three, buddy. The interesting thing about this game to me, as it relates to something like Reception is, I remember people being very excited about this game. Like, you didn't... This was the first game of this ilk, really, in that era. Like, I can't think of another game that came out in the late 80s, early 90s for something like Nintendo, TurboGrafx, whatever, that had this, like, this overt horror overtone, right? Like, this this game is is very creepy. I mean, it, there's a lot of, you have to go to a haunted mansion, and there's crazy, like, they look like red sperms with teeth chomping at you, and there's chairs trying to attack you and shit. Like, there's all there's zombies that puke up acid, and if you step in it, you get hurt, like you lose one of your hearts. There's a lot of macabre imagery in this game, right? So I remember being like super drawn to this game. I don't love like horror movies, but I love horror video games. It's really weird. I don't know what it is. Like they're fine. I like like Night of the Living Dead, but I don't like all the weird gory. Like I like the psychological horror movies Mm -hmm. like that. That's kind of like that, you know, everybody's crashing down around you type of thing versus like, you know, somebody ripped somebody's brain out and eat it or whatever they do in videos and movies nowadays. But I just remember this game being like, very exciting. Like, wow, I've never really seen a game like this before. You know what I mean? And then I feel like a few years later, Resident Evil took it to like a whole other level for me. Like, but, but anyway, but, but this game was generally well received, at least from the people I knew that like, I know a lot of people didn't have turbo stuff, but I knew people who ran in that circle who dug it, who dug that stuff. And we all kind of like really gravitated towards this game. It, it always seems to get like high rankings. Like I went and dug up in August 90, 
August of 1990 in Electronic Gaming Monthly, EGM, it got it got a 32 out of 40, which I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, for a Turbo Graphics game, that's pretty good. Most of them did not get very good scores, but that is pretty good. So they all, I think they gave them eight across the boards on it. And then when you go look, like if you just go look on YouTube or the web or whatever, if you're an old person, and you're looking for like, what are the best games for the TurboGrafx system of all time? Generally, you're going to see Blazing Lasers, um, Ninja Spirit, Devil's Crush, people like Bonk, Ease, Newtopia, uh, Legendary X. This game always makes the list. It's always in that like five to ten. And there weren't that many games. Okay. There were like 128 licensed games or whatever it was for the Turbo. But it always is in that like top 10% of the games. And I think it's justified. I think it's a good game. And I think it's one of those that just kind of has like this cult following now. Like people just kind of love it. And it's, I don't know, but it, it, and it's unfortunate they did try to reboot it and it didn't, uh, didn't go so well. But anyway, so that's just a little bit about the reception of this game. Yeah. Tiger Wolf says, I think we were desperate for any spooky games in 1990. It's true. It really is, especially in the U.S. I mean, you had like those, you had the, uh, you know, Atari games like uh, Halloween and, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but those were, you know, they weren't functional games. This was the first game where you're like, hey, let me just pick up this meat cleaver and start chopping up these undead ghouls, you know? And then, like, their guts spill out all over the place. Or you'll hit a guy with a two-by-four, and literally his entire body splatters up against the wall. So, yeah, there wasn't, there really wasn't anything to compare it to back in that, back in the day. So, anyway, that's just a little bit about the reception of Splatterhouse for the TurboGrafx-16. Well, thank you for that. No, thank you for being here. You know what this movie, this game makes me think of? It's almost like a cult, when you said cult following, it almost makes me think of like the, the B-movie horror genre. It, it, where you got like Army of, da- or Evil Dead. It's or, screaming Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of references. I didn't get too far down, and I, I probably should have dug some of them out. I wish I would have, but there's a bunch of references. Like Dr. West is like, the doctor from evil dead or something like that. I forget what it is. There's stuff like that all over the place in this game. So they were like paying attention to it. So that brings us to the next segment of the show. Does it? It, Yes, it does. You know, it does. I know it does. Don't ask me that. All right. So what do you say? We move on to the next segment of the show. What is that? The L the LJN rating, the LJN game ratings. So let's do John first. All right, let's call our friend the Casey Masterpiece. Hello? We've went back to this song. Because John's apparently too good for Lords of Thunder. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Casey Masterpiece himself. Famicom Box. Retro game enthusiast. The music dipping in and out. It's throwing me off. I don't know why it's doing that. John Young, everybody. <laughs> I'm not I, saying I don't like the Lords of Thunder music. I'm just saying it's kind of like Bill Gates coming out with LL Cool J playing in the background. Just something doesn't, you know, quite sync up. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. Famicom Box himself. Retro game enthusiast, John Mothergrabbin Young.
You just get two intros now, John. Go ahead, as you were saying. <laughs> no, that's, I, I, I got nothing to say. Mr. Young, how are you, sir? Doing all right. Doing all right. Good. Yeah. Good to hear. Next question. How's Kansas City? Doing good. A little chilly. Um, apparently it gets cold here as well. Apparently, apparently, apparently. Who knew? Yeah. How's the sauce treating you? Actually, not drinking, unless you're talking about barbecue sauce. Uh, yeah, I was talking about barbecue sauce. <laughs> okay. He's over there taking um, a shooter of stubs. Pow! I need to hot and spicy early, but I go, I go sweet and savory later. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm going for the sugar-free variety. It's a good choice. It's a quality move. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Have you been purchasing anything recently? Not really. I did finally set up my uh, turntable here at the house, so now I can actually listen to music that isn't directly pumped into my ear. So that's nice. Listen to some stuff today. I don't know if you know this, but uh, John's a bit of a vinyl collector himself. I do. Well, there. that's all I got, folks. Back to you, Jay and John. One of the things you could talk about new is uh, your your game room's almost finished. It's looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, so I got all the shelves up, and I got most of the stuff on the shelves. I don't have, like, my system boxes put out yet because I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with that. I don't really want to keep them in the closet because it sucks to have them and not have them out on display. Yeah, um, that makes but sense. also when I put stuff in the boxes, I try to keep it in order. But when I brought it out, I didn't keep it in the same order. So there's some shuffling needing to be done. So, but I appreciate the uh, the warm words. I'm looking forward to getting some sort of rug that will tie the whole thing together. Nice. You got 30 years to figure figure out the how you want to sort it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a mortgage term. Yes, I think that's what they mean by the terms of the mortgage. Either that or a, a, a dad joke. You, you know, either way. So okay. So what do you think? You played Spider-House? I did. I actually played the arcade game. Uh, don't ask me how, because it wasn't on. It's not legal. No, it's a lot of fun. Honestly, it's everything that I kind of want Altabeast to be. Um, I like the solid baseball type, you know, sprite work. So when you're hitting somebody with a two by four, it really kind of feels like you're playing a like a beat 'em up. I agree with Mike. It's a little weird. The man having you know, plenty to do uh, seems to be pretty good about being able to stay balanced. I don't know why going upstairs he needs to drop everything in his hands and hold off to that banister. I think that's going to be the burning question of this game. I think the music is good. Um, I would say of the Slatterhouses, I would say this is probably my third favorite of the three that I've played. So you've played um, Splatterhouse, Splatterhouse 2 and 3? So I played uh, the Famicom, Flutterhouse, and 2, and then the arcade. Ah, okay. The controls seem decent to me. The game is way too hard. I do like the heavy gore influences. This is something that I missed in the 90s, and like, just like horror movies in general. Like, there were no rules. People are all surprised with, like, Human Centipede, with how, like, gross it was. But, like, in the 90s, you just didn't know what was going to happen. Like, sometimes, like, the movie just ended because they died. You get a bit of this and that. Spoilers, your lady friend, things don't turn out the way that you would expect them to. And then I think uh, Steel uh, has a song on the album um, at that point. That side of music. Yeah. So what yeah, you're saying is she doesn't it. make it. Oh, no, yeah. 
but no, enjoyable experience. It. Uh, I don't know if I'm just bad at the game, but it seems longer than I expected it to. Really? Did you finish the game, uh, or did you, did you not finish it? So I used some save states. I didn't finish it, finish it, but no, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I'm going to put this at a four. Holy crap, I got it. Really? I'm not 100% sure why this is so high. But, uh, I I'm sorry, um, John, I can't hear you. All I can hear currently is seal kissed by a rose. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. Mike's playing it over top of you right now. I, I cannot hear that. But... Oh, good Lord. This is terrible. Yeah, that's all. That's all I can hear right now, John. Is seal. Pitt started off with a great rendition of a classic, and then that humming wasn't really uh, living up as the uh, encore I was hoping for. I'm sorry. All I do is no, disappoint fine. people. It's okay. That's fine. So 4.0. 4.0 is 4.0 was John's score. It's kissed by a rose. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what to say now after that. I really don't. I'm sorry, John. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm sweating because over here it just sounds like there's a bunch of dead air and no response. I, I can't tell if the crowd is into this. No, the crowd was into it. It's just it was a struggle okay. because all I'm hearing is kissed by a rose. Not anymore. I stopped yeah, it a long gone, time it's ago. It's gone now. It's over I now. stopped it a long time ago. He, a long time ago. It was a minute ago. That's a long time in, in radio world. world. Radio world? I don't know what he's talking about either. I don't even live there. I just, I just like wanted to... 50s uh, movie. I just wanted to sound like a big man in front oh, of the kids. Oh, he didn't tell you it went from podcasting to AM fucking radio. <laughs> You're listening to LGN. That's LGN. I'm putting that in there, buddy. Oh, Lord. Don't you uh, worry. Low bandwidth means great information. Right. Yes. I, I'm enjoying the episode. Sorry, just as a quick off bit. Does Flint have like a public access radio station? We used to. Like, That's where Take No Prisoners. Yeah, they on. used to. They used to have uh, one of the old Flint high schools had a radio station. At, and they it? closed the school in eighty nine point one or something. I don't know what it was. I can't remember. How? But yeah, there was PBS. guys. Oh, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Uh, either the public access for PBS or like the radio station. Do you have to be able to convert it over to VHS? I'll, I'll help finance this if you guys want to get on public access. That would be badass. We need to work on this public access thing. I don't uh, see any reason why we can't. I can convert this to a tape. I, I, I have all the means. I don't think I want to do that, though, because that means I can't swear as much. Yeah, you, should, you sure you can. Not oh, if yeah, they're going to play it on no. public access. We can bleep it. I got the perfect oh. bleep. Don't the worry. The whole fucking thing's going to be just me every other word going. I, like I, got, uh, I was going to edit all your parts anyway. Yeah, f*** off. <laughs> yeah, you're I was going to fill it in with Kiss and or Kiss from a Rose and, and, and uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates. Or Hall and Oates as I know them. Get off the stage! <laughs> do, do they are, do they censor public access? Because I've seen some weird stuff on it's, public access. It seems like nowadays you could get away with a lot more. Like I don't think anybody's looking. I don't know if it's still around anymore around here. Well, do you guys have public now. access? There's, there's no reason to look now. <laughs> I think we shut it down. We all look and then report back next episode. Perfect. That sounds good to me. Right. Sorry, Robbie. We had to bump you. <laughs> I want mixtapes. Get them on public access now. Well, we could be on your public access, Valdor, if it sucks. Valdor says his sucks. We could send him a tape. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. I got it. We could, you know what? We could kind of make this like a syndicated thing where we send tapes to all kinds of public access stations. We could. Oh, let's set, let's send a VHS to Terry Gross. To who? Uh, sorry, NPR star uh, uh, interviewer, Terry Gross. We'll see. I'll send him. I'll, I'll send him and see how that goes. We'll see what kind of reception we get. I want to be on an episode okay. of Between the Ferns. Yeah. Okay. I know. I, well, we'll have to start with Terry Gross and work our way up. Let's, to, yeah, you don't okay, just you don't fine. just start there. You Sorry, end there. I didn't realize that. Johnny said he Sorry, did ten radio bumpers for LJ, and he did. He did a number of them. We're going to use them too. So thank you. The best is he made put all of his time and effort into those, and all we do is you and I sit here going, "You're listening to the <laughs> LGN Network." Yes, we just we just mimic. like terrible douchebags. Johnny put all this effort in; they sound great. We're over here going, "You're listening to this." I want to be on between the cheeks, says Rubby. Ooh. Oh, Ruby. All right, sir. If you want to be I'm in, in between the cheeks, you need to come near. 4.0. I don't know what I'm All talking right. about. Okay. So. <laughs> I think we're done here, yes? John, uh, yeah. any, anything I, else? I think, <laughs> no, no. I, I can definitely feel that it's done. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody can as people leave in droves. Oh, wow. Okay. No, well, I'm kidding. Great. I'm kidding. All right, John. John Young, everybody. Well, I forgot to say it, Mr. Famicom Box himself, because Tyler makes me say it. What are we doing next? Ribby? Should I call Ribby? Hello. And now, the Trash Lord of Chicago. <laughs> Eight bit supremacy, Ribby Coleman. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm bad. You want me to start over? Nah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Robbie, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. I'm fine. It's good to hear, Robbie. I'm happy <laughs> you're doing all right. Fucking around. I know, I know. Around. Go ahead. All right. <sighs> so what, what, do you, uh, Go what do you want to know? What's going on? <laughs> what do what's, you guys want to know about me and what I've done? What's Chicago like? <laughs> Cold, finally. Yeah, yeah. Like straight up like Carhartt jacket weather. Right? Like went from hot to just Carhartt weather. And I'm like, fuck. To high of 47. Yeah, here we are again. Driving my back to driving my van around town. Do you ever find out if that CRT works? No, still haven't. I, I, I'm doing out of spite now. I'm not testing it anymore. God damn it. You right. got to stop asking. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to. I won't ask. The more anymore. you ask, the less I'm going to want to test that. That's the punk rock mentality. Yeah, Ob- I, marched the, I marched the beat of my own drum. Obstinate defiance. It's like my damn yeah. dad. Keep asking. I'm not going to find out if that TV works in the van. It's exactly right. That's why I never <laughs> ask him. <laughs> I won't ask him. Uh, um. What'd you buy? So, you buy anything recently? You sent me a you sent me a, a message today. You bought something. I did. You're on a hunt. You oh, sure did. Today on, on eBay today, I bought a um a Nobunaga's Ambition Two manual for the NES. Riveting stuff. I know. Electric Nobunagaloo. I, I caught a sweet deal on it for like thirteen bucks. Yeah, it was like twelve dollars or something. It, that's Canadian money, but still like. That's less. Well, they're shipping and everything. It was like twenty bucks total. I oh, think. okay. So like, I say twelve dollars Canadian is like nine dollars US. 
That's, uh, I don't 10? remember what it was. Something? A little under 20. Regardless, it's very cheap for that rear of a manual. Tiger Wolf says, been, uh, did someone say Koei? <laughs> Go ahead. I've been chipping away at getting every manual for all my NES cards. Um, and I'm down to like 47 now. Yep. That I, that I need to finish. They're all really hard, like rare titles. It's going to suck and I'll probably never finish it. But of course. You never know. You never know. But, uh, this, uh, one of my collector friends I've met through Instagram over the past few years. Uh, his name is Mike. He lives in uh, Indi- Northwest Indiana. I forget what town, but uh, his handle on Instagram is 8bithero79. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm always I'm always finding cards for his set. Like when I get a double, he's still chasing the set. And he's towards the end of it. I already have it, so anything I get is a double now these days. So if he doesn't have it, I, I we, we work out a trade, but He's always looking out for me and manuals and boxes and stuff because he does. He only does loose cards, but he came across a Jimmy Connors tennis with an extra manual and sent that my way. So it kind of got the uh, the ball rolling on my manual quest again. Otherwise, that was pretty stagnant for the past year or so. Uh, that's yeah, really that's a tough right, one. That's, that's... It is very tough. And in fact, I actually got a free Jimmy Connors tennis manual when I bought a cart myself like years ago at, uh, at the local media chain. And that was back when I was like, man, fuck manuals and box. Don't care about any of this shit. So I sold it to Kalen. Oh. And I regretted it like like months later. I was like, why the fuck did I sell it to Kalen? That, that's, such a, that's such a hard game to find. Jimmy, Jimmy Connors oh Tennis has got to be one yeah. of like the 10 actually rarest games for the, for the North American uh, license set. The one that I actually got myself for my collection, I found yeah, uh, I know. for three days. For three dollars in a sports bin along bases loaded and blades of steel and stuff like that at a flea market, and I was like, "Yoink!" It was like right when I got back into collecting and like started chasing the set, and yeah. I just was like had some beginner's luck, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! That's where this game belongs in the sports bin." But like, I was hoping that would happen. Like, right. I always, I also, I also always hoped that it would happen to pro sport hockey. Yeah, in the same fashion, but then that, that never did. I don't. same. So yeah, Kalen said in, in chat here, didn't you sell it to me? Yes, yes, that's exactly what he was talking about. Yeah, I and he's it regretted Midwest. it every day since. Well, I brought it to Midwest Gaming Classic and traded him for. I think I traded it to him for some stuff on his table. Like, I don't. Remember. I remember that was like yeah. four years ago. At this point yeah, or yeah. But yeah, it's definitely in Kalen's hands now. Nice. Uh, in terms of what I picked up, that's probably it. Um. I haven't really played many games lately. I mean, aside from the standard fighting games I always play and talk about on the show. Uh, I played a lot of Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo and Street Fighter Third Strike against Clevman on, on Switch the other day because I got my uh, little fight stick souped up and I uh, was ready to take him on. That was fun. I randomly, oh, I was kind of marooned at my girlfriend's apartment for the past few days because my van was in the shop. They're fixing the CRT. Yeah, they're fixing the CRT. <laughs> you know, it's like I have something to show Jay for this show. But they, they couldn't quite get it going. So, yeah, one of the, one of the mechanics the actually died. One of the mechanics actually died because they forgot to discharge it. <laughs> it didn't just charge the yoke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You got to take the anode cap out of there and discharge. You yeah. can't just dig in there. There's yeah, a lot of voltage grabbing, in those they caps. They were grabbing in there with their fingers, and that was, it was over. Lights <laughs> out, buddy. Look, he got what he deserved, okay? So it's his fault he's dead. R.I.P. Van CRT mechanic. That little five-inch screen packs a punch, man. I bet it does, actually. <laughs> I bet it does. I wouldn't fucking touch that either without discharging. No, no. Um, but I was kind of marooned at my lady's place, so I didn't really have access to my own games in my own spot. We don't live together. But... uh. I all my switch stuff's at our house, so I just 
dabbling in more switch stuff and I dusted off the uh, Neo Geo Pocket co- Neo Geo Pocket color compilation. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It has a lot of these like Neo Geo Pocket color like uh SNK fighting games that are just in kind of in one ear and out the other when I play them, but it has two really good Metal Slug games on there. Yep. And I've been kind of stuck trying to get through Metal Slug first mission and kind of hard so i'm like into it i like the challenge of it and i've been trying to grind through that but other than that i haven't been playing much i really wanted to find time to sit down and play through splatterhouse and hook up that turbo duo i got from you which i still haven't even plugged in yeah you need to do that months ago at this point but i wanted to play the splatterhouse that i own because i have a cic splatterhouse i wanted to play it on that so i could like refresh my memory because i played through that game of many times in my life so yeah i guess I, at the end of the day i don't really need to to talk about it but of, of course i had all the time in the world to play dr chaos and did that and hated my life but when it comes to the game <laughs> I, want to, I, I want to play the game i want to play i, I fucking didn't have time to do it because of work and other life stuff going on you played dr chaos for two straight weeks and all of a sudden he's like let's play splatterhouse no time i'm sorry yeah. i'm still stuck on dr chaos i have i'm having flashbacks i can't play it it's scaring me yeah. I only um, like to be pretend scared, I believe Millhouse said. <laughs> oh, no. I, I did pick up uh, an NES lot. I mean, that's not like for my collection. It's just kind of a resale lot. But one of my VHS collector buddies that I've talked to for years just dug up his parents' stash, and he had some good stuff in there. They're like All these like solid titles you find in every NES library, like your Zelda, your Punch-Out, and Castlevanias and stuff, but... Uh, he had a Shatterhand loose card in there and a Mega Man 4. And I was like, that's a really oh. good lot, man. Like, all together, like, I paid him well enough. We did, like, a deal we are both happy with where I could still, like, resell him and get some money back. But because I, I kind of was hustling to get that. We've been talking about it for months, but I finally, like, bothered him a little more about it. So I wanted to get it because I was like, dude, I'm tabling a convention. Yeah. Which is this weekend. I'm splitting a table with Green Shell. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, him and I are splitting a table... Uh, at the Pinball Expo, which, was, which has been happening in the, for the past like 38 years in Chicago, yeah, west of Chicago and Schaumburg. I've never been. I personally don't give a shit about pinball, but this year they're kind of doing a merger with the Video Game Summit from other yeah, VGS. Yeah, that. we, that's the show yeah, you and I did yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. So the show you and I and John did loved that show. I had yeah. a great time with that show. It, it, dude, I loved going to that every year. It was always awesome. Did it for many years. And uh, They don't have the venue I anymore, think, though. They sold the venue or something, I think. Correct. Yeah, the venue got sold, so now they're just kind of like merging with Pinball Expo, which I think is cool, because then it can kind of be its own little like, yeah. anyway, us gaming classic type thing, where it's like an all-under-one-roof video game convention. Johnny That's says, yeah, sorry, Johnny says Mr. CIB was selling a CIB, I believe he was talking about Jimmy, Jimmy Connors Tennis in Portland. See, if I'd have gone, I might have come home with a CIB of Jimmy Connors Tennis, which surely really was like $600. CIB, yeah, do you want a CIB Jimmy Connors Tennis, though? Like, really? Not really, no. I mean, I like tennis games, but, like, I played that. I've tried playing it. That one's fucking hard, by yeah. the way. Like, it's like the, the AI on it's like, brutal if you want to play against a computer. But I no, like I'm good. And, uh, but... That artwork is kind of boring and dumb. Like I don't want that as a CIB game personally. I bet it is like a thousand dollars or something stupid, or like five hundred bucks. I'm actually looking right now because now I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how much Jimmy Connors tennis two, goes. Well, geez, it says two twenty one, but you know you can't trust that. The last one that sold sold for four fifty, so it's not cheap. <laughs> two hundred to four hundred fifty dollars. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Um, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Splatterhouse and Doctor oh, Chaos. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> We're talking about Doctor Chaos again. 
Uh, <coughs> no, I'm splitting, I'm splitting a table with uh, John, uh, his handle is Green Shell. And um, it's like a four-day convention that starts tomorrow, but I have to work the next two days. So he's going to table the first two days, and I'm going to, like, tag in, and he's going to go home. I'm going to tag in on Saturday. Nice. And do a Saturday. So uh, it just worked out that way because he had shit to do on Saturday. So I'm just going to, like, try to sell some of his shit that he's leaving behind for, and stuff like that. So that should be a good time I'm doing that. Um, just been super busy kind of prepping for that. And man, it's kind of crazy when you open your old bins that you haven't touched in like since the last show. And you're like, holy shit, I have a power strike for a second mattress system in here. Or, like, you're just like, wow, you forgot about half the stuff I even have in here. Dude, I just did that with all the Super Famicom stuff that's in the, the it's in the storage facility. I opened it up and I was like, oh my God, I have so much yeah. stuff. And I even have a box of games that I got a couple months ago that I haven't really sorted through. And it has like multiple copies of Final Fantasy 4, 5, 6, Chrono Triggers in there, Mario Kart, Donkey, all the all the hits, right? And I'm just like, I already have a lot of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I know exactly what yeah. you mean. You're just like, whoa, when did I get Power Strike or whatever? Yeah, well, that's why I kind of lit you up. I was like, hey, do you want to buy these things before I take them to the show? Because yeah. I like didn't even realize I really had them or forgot that I'd had them. Like I forgot I had Parodius in my bin because like who has a double of a Pal NES game? I was like you? I do because I up yeah I do because I upgraded mine <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I bought it from Cartmageddon when he <sighs> sold off his collection. Yep, and is that that's but, who uh, that's who is giving you Master yeah. Chew, right? I was yeah, like, yeah, man, I couldn't remember. His, I was like, God, who is it? I was trying to think of it in real well, time because he, he deleted his account, so I, now I call him the Instagrammer formerly known as. Cartmageddon. Yes, yes. Yeah, because he said something like, I'm not going to write anything on this one. I'm like, please do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the one who's giving you the Master Chew cart. And he's that's never- awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So that's cool. Um, very good. Yeah. So you've played this game before then. Is that what I, you're saying? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you've I, played I, Splatterhouse? I love, I love and cherish the entire Splatterhouse series uh, of the ones I've played. I have admittedly not played the Famicom one Paku Graffiti, even though I own a copy. I just, for some reason, never have. I have this, like, I don't own a, well, now I own a Famicom because you gave me a box once. So maybe I should fire that out. Let's yeah, bust that it out and find but, out that uh, it doesn't work for some reason. I'll give you another using Up until that point, I've been using this, like, cart converter thing. You can stuff a yeah. Famicom in and put it in regular NES. Yep. And the Splatterhouse or Wampaku cart is too big and won't fit in there. Oh, so it's because it's a different style. It's styled it's, slightly yeah. different. It's it's that longer, it's the taller, like, I forget what they call them, yeah. half height or whatever. There's a There's a name for those. Yeah, yeah about a guy in chat kind of thing. So there's a guy um, in chat that would know. Anyway, I played one, two, and three all the way through. Don't think it's that hard. Whoever was saying that, I don't know who was saying that. I, two, I can blast through in like a sitting because that's the one I was most most nostalgic for as a Genesis owner. Growing up, I rented that, loved it. All the things that you were saying earlier is why I love this game. The excessive gore and everything, like the Evil Dead, Army of Darkness you know, campiness to yep. it. Yep. They did their homework and they did it well when they're making the game and everything's just like, it's just like the over the top gross out stuff. It's and well there's done. No game, there's no game well, uh, quite like it at the time. It just kind of like, you know, it, it was kind of mind blowing at the time when it first dropped and oh, everyone you knew was always like, Oh man, Splatterhouse. It's so cool. It's, it's, it's just its own thing that no one else, done yet no i completely yeah, I agree i guess it is it is a left to right beat them up yeah sure like every million games have done that but i don't know man the way they approached it and the whole visceral feeling of the world you're in and how like uh 
I'm trying to look through. I'm at a loss for words here. For it's like that closed system. It's like it's like what do they call those in in a um in a, in a sitcom or a TV show? They're like bubble episodes where it all occurs like in a space that they're not usually in. Right? It's almost like yeah. that thing where it's like it's this self-contained like yeah. horror mansion that everything takes place is like I'm not used to this kind of setting for a game like this ever at that point no. in my life. Right? So you're just like it's just this um cozy all-encompassing thing. Yeah, it draws you in this like isolating world. It's intimate. A vacuum. It's like, it's like in a vacuum, right? Vacuum. Yeah, that's what I think that's the term we're looking for. That's the term we're looking for. But it's like you kind of feel like you're in that world, even though it's like a 16 bit game and it's like whatever. But even back then, and even now, if you turn all the lights off and, you know, like it's a nice fall, fall evening in October and you play it and you're like, ooh, this is kind of spooky. A couple candles going and double chainsaw guy shows up and you're like, holy yeah. shit. The double chainsaw guy is freaky, man, with the bag over his head. Yes, that's a, they they brought I, that guy I, back I, for the I, 2010. I, I literally, I literally was watching a playthrough at work before I clocked out to go do the show, and I was like, oh, I gotta freshen up. And then I saw the the double chainsaw guy. I was like, oh yeah, that guy, he's fucking awesome. He is awesome. <laughs> but that's like one of the first bosses you see, and you're like, that just is like holy shit. Him and the, the weird deformed heads that crawl on the ground are the two that I remember the most. That and the little yeah, like hats, sperm teeth things. Hats off to the the creative forces who design all the enemies. I and agree. Like, how, and like how you can interact with how they interact with each other and how you can interact with them with like, the spitting acid and it actually being able to hurt you and hurt other everything about it is so awesome. And um I mean I think you guys can already sense where I'm going with this review since I'm praising it so much, but um the TurboGrafx sixteen game specifically I feel like that game alone is worth getting a TurboGrafx 16 for. I would agree. In addition yeah. to the other ones you mentioned, like the Blazing Lasers and stuff, but like Splatterhouse is like, I mean, it was, I wasn't like a flagship title or anything at the time, but it grew this, it grew into this cult status thing. Yep. And it actually is a game that plays well. It's not just like, um, doesn't lack substance. It's not just style over substance. It's actually a good game. So I give it a five. I like the TurboGrafx-16 one a lot. I like Splatterhouse 2 a lot. I like 3 a lot, even though it deviated from the gameplay style a hair. But they're all great. And I own them all complete. And if I were ever to, like, hypothetically have to sell off a ton of my games or something for some crazy emergency, those ones I'd be like, I can't do it. I can't get rid of them. So they're like staples in the collection, you know? I made the mistake, and this was when I was chasing the NES set. One of the things that they had at Retro Replayed, like in, like, 20... 19 whenever i kind of started collecting was i went and traded some stuff in and got a copy of splatterhouse 3 they had there and it was nice it looked like it had never been played and i took it to the show and it was like the first thing i sold at the show and i actually traded it to another vendor who had a bunch of games that i needed for the set including kickmaster a lot of those like you know middle hard to find 90 dollars like kickmaster type game right and i wound up getting a good deal because he gave me quite a few for it and I'm just like, fuck, I could have got another Kickmaster. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever see a Splatterhouse 3 like that again now. I, I, that, that, that's a good point. I don't mean to cut you off, but like, you just reminded me, like, those games are kind of, kind of become pretty hard to find in general. Well, I don't think, I think there's two things. Number one, they are expensive, right? When you get into Splatterhouse 2 and 3 for Genesis, they are now. They, are they, now. they weren't five years ago. No. Like, you could get Splatterhouse 2 for like 40 bucks. Yep, well, you like, can't anymore. Complete. But I just think yeah. that it, it's, it suffers from the Final Fantasy syndrome where nobody wants to sell it. 
right? It's the, I collect yeah. this because it's cool. Yeah. I like Splatterhouse. Nobody gets rid of it because of it. Just like you said, like it, you could get rid of almost yeah. everything, but you would keep those games. And that's why they're hard to find. 100%. Yeah, it's so, like Contra. Yep. Like, no, even though that's common as dirt, but like, it's you know, $40 it's, or whatever because it, people it's want always, it. It's always $40 because no one ever wants to get rid of right. it. And uh, like my friend in Carbon again was saying, and like what I experienced uh, up until last year, I had a ton of trouble finding a nice complete in box copy of Contra because no one ever wants to come off it. And Dude, if they do, they want to charge it out the ass on it. They, and I'm like, uh, yep. I don't want to pay this much for the most common game in the world. You but, can't. Yep, I agree. You know. I agree. So 5.0. 5.0, and um, I do want to mention one fun factoid here pertaining to Splatterhouse that I almost overlooked until I was kind of like researching it right before you guys called me. Um, the arcade version, there is a girl who lives in the Chicagoland area. She lives right near the Galloping Ghost Arcade. I know where you're going with this. Yep. Her, name, her name's Caitlin Oliver. I have met her at a Galloping Ghost retro game swap. Yep. We were just chatting for a while. We actually traded games. And then she kind of random casually mentioned that she, I don't, she didn't, I don't even know where the conversation, how steered to this, but it came out that she was a high school, a world high score. She's setter. the world record holder of the high score yeah. for the arcade yeah. version of yeah. Splatterhouse. And so what she was recorded that score at Galloping Ghost. She, and yep. She did it in like 2013. Ahead. That video is on YouTube. So, yep. yeah. I don't know if it's been beaten since maybe it has, but, uh, yeah, she, but the, the interesting thing about that, well, when she told me, I was like, wow, that's pretty fucking awesome. Because I, in my head, I was like, I can't think of any girl I know that holds any high score in any video game ever. What I was going to tell then, you is, then, yeah, go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. I'm, I'm, the article I, I read right before you guys called me discusses that. It's like made little news headlines. Um, Jay, Jay, and, if I ask, I'm going to ask Jay because I think you and I both know the yeah, answer. So I'm going to ask Jay. We know the answer. Yeah, I know where so, you're going with this. So, That's Jay. so this, uh, what is her name? Was it uh, Caitlin? Caitlin Oliver Caitlin, holds Caitlin Oliver, the yeah. record for the highest score at the time she did for Splatterhouse in the arcades. She was, in, but she was the first female to have a high score, a registry high score in an arcade game in 30 years. Can you tell me? what the game was 30 years prior that, that, that the woman held the high score for. I don't know if I'd give a name, but I'd say centipede. That would have been my first Whoa. guess. That is Whoa. a good guess. That, good guess. It's, it's kind of in that wheelhouse of like classic arcade but, games. Like. And, and that game was designed, the, all the graphics and everything were designed by a woman. Like all this, the, the yeah. cabinet graphics and all that. Oh. So the, that that's that's part of why I thought maybe centipede was it's appealing to women. That game was appealing to women. Is what yes. I, I understand. I don't know that, but no, it was Cubert. Yep. Yep, it was Cubert. I'm not lying. I, I, I know I'm telling him full of shit, but I'm not lying. Cubert was my first thought, yeah. and I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> well, yeah, and look at Kalen got it in the chat there, yeah. and I'm going to tell you, you go back and look at the tape. I didn't look at my phone. I read that art, the same article that Robbie read, I read too. And I was like, holy shit, this is really kind of neat. It's just so funny you brought it up because that is exactly well, what I was going to lead to. The reason to. I even looked it up is because I was like, what the fuck's that girl's name? Because I met her and I've talked to her and we've like traded games. Uh, traded I don't remember we traded, but like swap games a, and spit. A, a tiny swap meet at the Galloping Ghost where there's like 20 people tops there on like a cold winter day. And she was just downsizing her collection and we were just chatting. And she just randomly mentioned that. I was like, no shit. Got the high score, huh? Like, that's cool. Uh, so on a and cold like, and gray like, Chicago like, morn, look, the I leader of Splatterhouse traded in her game. <laughs> 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 yeah. Go ahead. 
I looked it up today because I couldn't remember her name, and it came right up, like several articles. I was like, oh, I didn't know, like, it was, this was, like, documented. I thought it was just something she kind of just told me. I was like, that. I thought, because, you know, Galvin Goes is always. Oh, yeah. Has always high score things on all their marquees and shit they tape on. So I didn't know it was, like, it made, like, national news, essentially, on the oh. internet. I don't know. I went and looked on Twitter, and she calls herself that Splatterhouse girl on Twitter. Hilarious. So, yeah, just an FYI, but all right. She has an Instagram. I don't know if I, if she's active on it anymore. I don't even remember what the handle is. I'll have to take she, a look. She's, but... a cool, she's a cool chick, and she's down to earth, and she is a, plays all kinds of games, not just Splatterhouse. Yeah, she but... seems really nice, based on what I saw from the stream and stuff. So, But uh, the, the lady who beat or had the highest score in Cuba was named Doris Self. Doris Self. Named- Yep, she was the Cuber queen. Gotcha. All right, and on that note, Doris, I'm going to bid you farewell, unless you got anything else. No, that's it. That's all I got. Well, I want to say thank you for joining us. And I won't call you the trash lord of Chicago anymore. The sausage king of Chicago. Ribby Froman. 8-Bit Supremacy, Robbie Coleman, everybody. I'm bad! I'm bad! He thinks he's going to hang out on the phone, but I'm going to hang up on him. (laughs) (laughs) Homer, you already dialed the phone. (laughs) That was perfect. I'm sorry, the hands that you... The fingers you use to dial are too fat. (laughs) All right, bye. I love that our friends are jerks. <laughs> All right. We got John in the books. Ribby's score is in. What do you think about this game, Jay? Uh, you're up. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No? I'm not giving you my score then. <laughs> I also abstain from providing said score. What are we saying at the same time? Why don't we give the numbers at the same time? Do you know what yours is? Yeah. All right. You ready? On three. One, two, three, four, five. What? What did you say? <laughs> I said one, two, three, four, five. Oh. <laughs> but 4.5. Oh. But I said 75. 75? <laughs> you just hustled me. You said 4.5? You just hustled I me. I sure did. 4.5? Nope. I'm changing it now. Nope, too late. Ready? One, two, paper. three. 75. All right, your turn. You know my score. Go ahead. Actually, it's 4.5. Do you want to talk about why, or you want me to go first? God, Tyler's going to be pissed. No, they're not all the same, at least. He'll still complain because they're all in the 4 to 5 range. Look, if you're going to complain about how people like Splatterhouse on Turbo Graphics, then you're going to complain about everything. What did Jay give me as a guess? 4.5 was his guess. Oh, I gave 4.5. I'm sorry. I I had you down. I had you down as a 5.0 for this one hard. This was a hard 5.0 for me. I, I thought 5 at first, and I was like, nah, it's going to be a 4.5. There's going to be something he doesn't love about it. It's not perfect for him. Wrong. Okay, wrong. I'll talk about it. I love this game. Okay. talk about it. Then go ahead. No, go ahead. You love this game. I already did mine. That was all I was going to say. <laughs> you see, I love this game. Let's end the story. Back to you, Jim. I mean, Jay. I mean, whatever your name is now. Rick. <laughs> Rip Taylor. Matt. You don't really don't have anything else to say? Maybe I do, maybe I don't. I'll just say it. I picked this game, so. Yeah, I love this game. I, Like I said, I had this game complete in box many years ago. Sold it off very inexpensively when nobody wanted TurboGrafx stuff. Truthfully, nobody really wants it nowadays. It's just expensive because there's not that much of it. 
Um, I, I like everything about this game. It is, it, I can't give it a five because I feel like it's, it, I, I like everything about it. It's just, it's kind of too short. It's a little clunky sometimes, but I love the graphics. I even like the music to it. I wish there were some more like modes. Like I wish there was a way to like get like, I don't know, like you call them cheats or mods or whatever. I wish we could do more stuff with it a little bit. It's just very um, utilitarian and it's, and it's, you know, and yeah. it, it's ex- whatever. But but I, I do. I, I like this game a lot. I like everything about it. Like I said, it's one of the first games I remember that was like this. Like, where you're like, oh my god, the guy on the cover has like a chainsaw. He's like attacking this mutant or whatever it is. And you're yeah. like, it's called Splatterhouse. Like, I don't remember ever seeing anything like this prior. Like, there was the Castlevanias and those kind of like spooky overtones with games. But nothing where you were like, you know, destroying ghouls with chainsaws or something. So... Yeah, I, I I would say it's a 4.5. I have fond memories of this game. I'm glad I own a copy. I would love to get a... I don't want every Turbo game, and I don't want every Turbo game in the box, for Christ's sake. But this is one I would like to have, because I did have it, right? And I would yeah. like to have it again, so... Well, you do have it. Yeah. Oh, but you I would like the box box. Yeah. The box for it. I don't want to be a CIC guy for this one. I want to be a CIB guy. Uh, yeah. I see. So I what see. do you think? You said 4.5. Give me your reasoning your 4.5 oh it's not a good number it is a good number and it flows right from one two three it does. one two three four point five that's right it's no three point five so no i think robbie actually i was just looking at the chat and robbie had a good a, a good analogy for it meat and potatoes game yep that's what was nice about it there wasn't you didn't you could go you could put this game in turn it on watch there's no the pretense intro. yeah there's nothing you turn it on you hit start and you're going. And you know exactly what the fuck you're doing when you go. You wake it's up. It's not, yep. oh, do I have to, like, the fucking Dr. Cass bullshit. I got to hold select and B and hit up to pick, <laughs> to pick whether I want to pick something up or not. I need to hit this wall and see if I can go through it. No, yeah. no. You just oh, you just resurrect, pick up a two by four, and start wasting yeah. ghouls. You pick up, and you pick up shit and just fucking kill shit. Like, yep. that's, that's it. There's nothing else to it. That's it. This was the reason... For me to have a turbo graphic. I like turbo graphics, but this game to me was like like you said, this was one of the reasons you wanted to have it. Because you couldn't play it on anything else. No. At least at least not anything else in this country. True. Foreshadowing. Uh. So anything else to say? Or would you like to talk about where we can play it today? No, that's pretty much I mean, that was really it. The only other thing I had with it was the, the one of the and that was one of the alluring pieces, is it was so different. I had one friend, and this was before you that his older brother had a turbo graph a turbo nobody else i knew had it yeah so if when we got the chance to play it it was very you were playing shit that you've never played and this was one of those games yep. and this game was so different from anything you ever played on nintendo or sega you know you make a good point it's something i've never really thought about but i think part of the reason i do love the turbo is because there are so many games on there that you really can't play anywhere else like we talked about blazing good. lasers, we talked about Devil's Crush, Ninja Spirit, this game, Bonk. I mean, you could play Bonk on the NES, but but I'm just saying, like, it was like that closed system. It's almost like the Splatterhouse of video games, where it was like this closed bubble vacuum where everything was happening in any CTTI world, right? So, and so many of those games were really good, except. Yeah, except for Tailspin, free poster inside. I'm about ready to rip this open just to get the poster. But even just no, don't do that. <laughs> I'm not. I might. But but that's what it was. There were so many games. They were so basic, but so good. Yeah, and they were fun. But it was just the the turbo system was so out of touch from a financial standpoint for most. Yes, and it was because of 
I mean, it was so advanced on where it was. But anyway, I digress. So where can you play this game today? Give me a give me a couple places we might be able to play this. Uh, Galloping Ghost is one in the suburbs of Chicago. Yes, yeah, so you can play it in the arcade. Um, of course, the TurboGrafx sixteen or the PC Engine. You've got the FM Town FM Towns Marty. Let's let's talk about the FM Towns Marty for a minute. Is Maddie around? I don't think he is, but he's mm. gonna be disappointed because I'm gonna tell you. It's clever around. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get my hands on one of these FM Towns Martys. You know why? Why? Because you can play Splatterhouse on it. You probably got one in your fucking basement somewhere. I'm gonna look around, but I'm pretty sure there's not one down there. <laughs> so I want to talk about the FM Towns Marty for one second. Okay. The FM Towns Marty came. It's like the Atari Jaguar CD. Of, of Japanese video games the most, except for it had better licensed titles. Oh, that sounds terrible. It was essentially like um, a PC. It was like a 386 PC. It had 3.5 inch floppy disks. <laughs> okay. And it had a CD-ROM drive. And it basically ran on like a 386 CPU. And there's a copy of Splatterhouse for this, which is like basically, they said, an arcade perfect rendition of the game. Sans a couple of minor music changes or whatever it is. I'm thinking, like, we say that the Turbo, that is, Splatterhouse is a good reason to have the Turbo Graphics. Splatterhouse might be a good reason to get the FM Towns Marty. What do you think? I think you should. I'm looking at them right now, actually, on eBay. I think you should get one. Yeah, they're not cheap. They are not cheap. Made by the Fujitsu company, I believe. Yes, it was. Yes. So, anyway. So a little FM Towns Marty uh, talk for you, you folks out there. There was they only sold like forty five thousand of these or something. I don't even remember. I looked it up a few days ago. I, I wouldn't like, know why. Wow, not a not a big seller in Japan at all. It's like the Xbox. Nobody buys Xboxes in Japan. Look at that one. That's a good one. Two grand. Yeah, is that steal. all two grand? Oh, cool. Well, I'll do that. Anyway, so yeah, where else can you play it outside of FM Towns? I just want to oh, talk about yeah. that a little bit. Sorry. Uh, you can play it, of course, on the Windows PC. You can play of course. it on the Wii Virtual Console. You could have if you bought it but in time. Nintendo Switch on the Namco Museum. God damn, I got to get that. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. Let's get it. I believe the sequels are also on there. Really? Yeah, I think I, I think they are. And also the uh, Wanpuku Graffiti. I can't remember if all oh, four are on there now. I was thinking, man, I really need to figure out how to get that TurboGrafx-16 sitting here on the table out. Sell it to yourself for five bucks. I could. I'll buy that for five bucks. <laughs> oh, you can also play it on the TurboGrafx-16, the PC Engine Minis. Which nowadays cost as much as a TurboGrafx, by the way. Yeah. They were a hundred bucks, but not no more they ain't. <laughs> yeah, you might as well just buy the full Turbo. Yeah. So I'm going to talk a little bit about collecting. We're moving to the collecting section. Can you talk here. about collecting? I'm going to talk about collecting. Thanks. Appreciate that. Just a little bit. Just a little <laughs> I'm going to wiggle it just a little bit. There are only a couple of versions of this game. We talked about the TurboGrafx-16 game version and the PC Engine version, right? PC Engine version, loose, Hue card, 70 bucks. Don't buy that. Don't buy a loose Hue card. Unless somebody just hands it to you like some bums like, here, I found this in the garbage and I can't eat it. That's not very respectful of bums. No. <laughs> Neither is calling them bums. No. Nope. <laughs> Does this offend you? Are you a bum? Maybe. <laughs> anyway, don't buy don't buy a loose PC engine Hue card. Get it complete in case at least, which is how you would be able to get it in Japan. There's no there's no box. Yeah. Hundred to hundred twenty five dollars for a complete in case version of this game. In the U.S., the Turbo Graphics version, eighty dollars loose again. I mean, if that's the only way you can get it, 
then get it, I guess. But it's only 100 to $125. This is one of those games that I watched steadily go up during COVID where I was like, I need to get Splatterhouse. And when I first wanted to get it, it was like 70 Then it was 80 Then it was 95 Then it was 110 I wound up paying under $100 for it when I did get it. But it was just one of those games I kept wanting to get. And nobody had it for sale. And when they did, the price kept going up and up and up. I'm like, I'll just wait. <laughs> So, yeah, but it's about $100 to $125 complete in case. If you want one that's complete in box, $300-ish for that box. You know, you're paying about, <laughs> what is that, a 175% premium for the uh, box there? Mm-hmm. Which, those boxes suck, man. But anyway, a little bit on the population report of this game. So, this game has been graded seven times for by WADA. And the best grade available is a 9.2 A++. Seven times makes it the fourth most graded game in Wada's population report. What are you looking for? I was just looking for a copy. I'm surprised you don't have one. I wish I did. But I've never... Getting into that, there are no graded sales this game. There's been seven of them graded by Wada. Now there's obviously probably some by VGA as well. But I could not find any graded copies of this game that have ever been sold. That's weird. So, yes. Hmm. So that's that. Why don't you tell me a little bit about... How bums love legendary axe flavored cards. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. I'm not gonna lie. I thought I thought I knew what I was reading, and then I read it, and I was like, "That's that's much funnier than I thought." As much as I'd like to talk about legendary axe flavored hue cards, how about we talk about speed running? Speed running. Jay, tell me a little bit about the speed running of this game. Done. So there was 20 players, total 46 runs. Still less. Than Godzilla 2. 66 runs for Godzilla 2. Damn. More players, less runs. Yeah. So. uh, For run types. So we we only have a couple run types. We have any percent normal, any percent hard. So any percent normal was done by Stormcrow 56K. And that individual did it in 12 minutes and 51 seconds. It's a pretty good run for that game. Which he did a lot of that slide technique. Uh, That's how they move fast and they get through stuff. We need to watch and see how to do that. I, I think you should watch it. Did you bring? Do you have a controller for that one here? Yeah, I'm gonna try that after the after the show after the sure. episode. I, I think yeah. I want to try it. See if it's I in the box it. right here. Okay. Um, and These then, aren't just props, people. <laughs> it's real life. <laughs> it's it's functional art. Okay, maybe it's not that, but it's got a controller in the <laughs> box. <laughs> Go ahead. So, uh, and then any percent hard was done by the underscore retro underscore challenger. Or the Retro Challenger, whichever way you want to say it. 16 minutes and 28 seconds. And that is where you have to hold down select until hard shows up. You choose it. Yes. Obviously, the enemies are more difficult. All, all that info is from speedrun.com. As, as always. always. Yep. So, Jay, let's talk a little bit about the next game. I think it's time to wrap up. So, next episode is going to be Wednesday, November 2nd. We're not sure what game we're going to do yet. Okay. Okay. Then we're going to go back, huddle up internally. Maybe, uh, you know run the data we're gonna run some data run some analytics whiteboard it see what the market research you know what they think we're gonna give it to like a focus group into a game to come back with we got quite the operation going on in the back yeah, there's here. it's just me and you oh i meant us oh okay. so jay where can the people listening now find us that was very stoic thank you the way you brought that in to ask me where we could find this where they could find us I'm trying to bring a, an air of, you know, respect and allure. I don't really know where I'm going with any of this. I don't either. Can, where can the f- people find us? Oh, uh, we have a link tree. 
Did you know we had a link tree? What is that? It's a link tree. It's a link where you can access all your social media sites. <laughs> so so if the you, site is actually, you have to type it in. Do you bury a seed and then the link tree no, sprouts? No, 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 silly. You have to type it in. Oh. You go to your, your, your web browser of choice. Yeah, you go to like Microsoft Edge. Yeah, you can go to Microsoft Edge, I yeah. think. Yeah. And yeah. Opera. Could, um, Use Opera a lot. Opera. <laughs> Look at your face. It's like. I don't know. I didn't even know Opera was still around. It's it's a thing. Um, but uh, our our link tree is uh, linkter. Yeah. yeah, linkter. Linkter. That sounds nice. Forward slash lost joystick. Nice. One more time. Linkter. Forward slash lost joystick. <laughs> that goes out to my 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 homie Valdor. <laughs> he's still alive. He he's just. Point up to the sky. So, or you can go to the regular. So our regular social media links. If you go to Instagram or Twitter direct, it's lost joystick. If it is Facebook or Twitch, it's lost joystick network. And we of course have an email that nobody emails us on. It's info at lostjoysticknetwork.com. We also have anchor.fm forward slash lost joystick network where you can leave us a voicemail. Just like our friend from the Two Consoles Too Late podcast. Yes. Jackson Kubler, I believe yes. his name was. And actually, Jackson, we uh, challenged him based off his uh, voicemail he left us. We challenged him to a dance-off, and he posted a dance. He accepted. So yeah. we've been served, and we need to serve him back. Yeah. He, uh, so we got to work on that. He posted a dance on our Twitter page. But yeah, we need to challenge him back. I hope you had a good time, Jay. Did you? No. Yeah, me either. Okay. (laughs) It's really worked out. Yes. At least I got to hang out with you for a little bit. Unfortunately. We did eat ravioli, so that was good. Ravioli was good. Yeah. It was a good time. I had fun. I always have fun with you. Me too. You're a great guy. Thank you. You are too. Thanks. So with that, I bid you all farewell. And I will say, go out there. Have fun, be safe, and be excellent to each other. You've been listening to LJN, the Lost Joystick Network.